Hello, I'm James Valentine and welcome to Headroom, the podcast version of my daily live radio show. Kenneth chuckles Hain has handed down his report into the banks and financial institutions of Australia and in it he suggests that many behaved in a dodgy fashion and that they were motivated by greed. 950 pages, 76 recommendations, all of which so far current and future governments have suggested they will implement. So let's imagine a rosy, well-regulated future where the banks behave themselves and are roundly punished when they step out of line. In all of this, I started to wonder about us. About me. Sure, the banks have been throwing money around like a Kardashian at a cosmetic convention, but we've been accepting it. We've borrowed the money, run up the credit cards and taken on the investments in super and so on. And I am not for one second suggesting that dodgy financial planners, brokers and bankers shouldn't be tarred, feathered, horse-whipped, hung, drawn and quartered and have their most embarrassing selfies go viral. But in much of this, if we ourselves had kept uppermost in our mind some of those timeless, hackneyed axioms about money, we wouldn't have gone along with any of these schemes. Don't put all your eggs into one basket. If it's too good to be true, then it probably is. Don't live beyond your means. These things are as true as breathing. It's dull, but they're real. It's the kind of thing your parents said, your grandparents said, when you just paid stupid money for a leather jacket or a car or a trip overseas. And maybe the problem is, we hear this stuff... And then it sounds like it's from a dusty, sepia world and it doesn't apply to our modern, high-tech, all-digital, multi-pixelated, everything's-an-app type place. On the radio, I launched Valentine's Timeless Financial Advice. I wanted to hear all the old saws and sayings and truisms and proverbs about money. They were right when we were earning denarii and bushels of wheat and they're right now when we're swiping our phones and losing our shirt in Bitcoin. So let's see what we found. My mum had a very strong Scottish background and from her family came the sound Scottish advice that went, watch the pennies and the pounds will look after themselves. Oh, that is so, so wise, isn't it? Have you followed that uh, advice, David? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty um, <laughs> I spend the pounds rather than the pennies sometimes, but, you know, okay. that's life. I mean, you can hear that and think it comes from a horse-drawn age, but its essential truth is true. How many of us pay no attention to the dollars we spray around on coffee and lunch and this and that, and then are surprised when we haven't got any dough? Having a discussion with uh, my wise old financial advisor a few years ago, and he said to me, Evan, do you know the best time to have bought an investment property? And he said, 20 years ago. (laughs) And he said, do you know the second best time? I said, when was that? He says, tomorrow. Oh, that's good. That is... I can get any better than that. Oh, I so loved that one. It so chimed in with things my father used to say. My father was at various points a car dealer or a real estate agent, so he had a lot of these. If you asked him, what's the best time to buy property? He'd say, now. Now is the best time to buy property. And what he means by that and what Evan's advisor meant was that you're not buying these things to sell tomorrow. That's the point of the 20 years. Buy now. It doesn't matter if the market goes down tomorrow. It'll go back up at some point. And anyway, you're not buying property except as a long-term thing. So buy now. The other saying my father used all the time, if you said, what's that place worth? He'd shake his head and say, I don't know. I haven't sold it yet. It's worth what someone will pay for it. Exactly true. If in Australia we are in a housing market where prices are falling, then what does it matter what someone might have paid for it a year ago? It's worth what someone will pay now. No such thing as a free lunch. 
So true. I mean, anyone that offers you something for free, you've really seriously got to be very doubtful that it is for free. It's not just lunch, could be breakfast or dinner, but it also refers to anything where there is a suggestion that there is no cost. Unless the person suggesting that is your mother, there will be a cost. And if it is your mother, check, don't assume. Steve had more wisdom. There's never an ill wind that doesn't bring somebody some good. Ooh, ooh, that's good, isn't it? I'm a crash repair and we've just had a household. <laughs> oh, how good is that one? There's never an ill wind that doesn't blow someone some good. Sounds cynical, but it's also realistic. Your accident, my repair job. You're sick, the doctor and nurse are getting paid. My toothache, the dentist ski holiday in Japan. It brought to my mind perhaps even more realistic and harsher truths. It may not even be vaguely true that a Rothschild at the time of Waterloo said, there's a fortune to be made when there's blood in the streets, even if the blood is your own. If he didn't say it, I'm sure he wishes he did, because it does highlight the unfortunate truth that it's probably the ultimate time to buy low. Neither did French writer Balzac actually say behind every great fortune lies a great crime, but what's interesting is the debate about the expression. It depends a little on how you define crime. If crime is robbery, murder and bribing the judge, well then no, not every fortune rests on a criminal foundation. But if the crime is colonialism, empire, slavery, worker exploitation, environmental degradation, heh, perhaps it looks a little more universal. You can go broke saving money. You can go broke saving money. So I'm thinking in particular of people who might love buying something at half price that they didn't actually need. Oh, I see what you mean. So not not so much, not if I'm saving money as in I'm putting it away. No, you're, you're saving money because it's such a good price, but you shouldn't have bought it in the first place. Right. It's like, it's, it's like that expression, cheap at half the price. There's something wrong with that. It'll only be cheap at twice the price or something. Yeah, that's right. It's, that's right. <laughs> but it's... it's you know, impulse purchases is what keeps our economy going. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. You can go broke saving money. I suppose it, it does work with the double meaning, doesn't it? Like, if, if all you do is just stick it under the mattress, you can kind of go broke in that way too, can't you? True. Well, not, not with interest rates the way they are at the moment. No, but... <laughs> but <laughs> Good point, but I guess you can go broke if the money just sits there and does nothing. If it's not being used, it's not earning you anything and could potentially lose value. Personally, when I'm thinking money, I've always looked to Christa Berg. I don't get how that works. So let's role-play a little here. Matt, you ready for this? Mm -hmm. Can you play the ferryman? I'm on. OK. Ferryman, ferry me thither. Sure. That's a dollar. No, I will not pay until the other side. In fact, I won't even discuss the price. OK. You can stay right where you are. Hmm. Well played, ferryman. Hmm. But others point out that if you pay the ferryman, he might throw you off the boat. Don't pay until the job is done. But I still wonder what would happen if I offered 50 cents when I got to the other side. And I certainly don't think this approach works on a Sydney toll road. Don't give me something for nothing, I can't afford it. The large print giveth, the fine print taketh away. Compound interest. Those who understand it, earn it. Those who don't, pay it. Buy low, sell high. The last cheque you write should be for your funeral and it should bounce. The love of money is the root of all evil. And here's my favourite from the Merchant of Venice. I like not fair terms and a villain's mind. 
Anyway, my point is that, yes, the financial world is bedeviled with scoundrels. Soapy-tongued spivs lie at every turn, ready to seduce with their schemes that promise easy wealth and improvement. And there will be easy wealth and improvement, but only for them. I'd like to see them all paraded naked down the street, pelted with rotting food scraps from the fine restaurants they've been patronising with our money. I'd like to see them charged and thrown into a 19th century debtor's prison and left to rot until their tongue has dried up and they choke upon their falsehoods. But we also need to be always on guard and keep those simple rules in mind. I wish I had. I wish I did. This podcast has been made by me, by Matt Hiley, who also played the ferryman. Gee, you're great, Matt. Really, your portrayal of the ferryman. I was there. I was on the riverbank. I could, I could see it. I could smell the river. It was incredible. And, of course, radio producer Jen Fleming. Hope you've enjoyed it. See you next time. <laughs>